You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey everyone, this is Mike. Uh, the Fin Fans Podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. All right, it's uh, Wednesday evening and uh, I've got Jim Johnson hey, back. Hey everybody. And Louis Vergoni here. Hello, Dolphins. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit uh, to start the show about uh, something Jerome Baker said. Uh, he basically feels like that any fans that might be rooting for the team to lose aren't real fans. How do you feel about that, Lewis? <laughs> Every week, Mike, you give me a question that just tickles me to death right at the beginning of the show. And this is another one that tickles me to death. It's oh, funny. It really is. He does it on purpose it, just to wind you up, you know. Yeah, he gets me rolling right off the bat. Um, you know, if you look at the team right now and you get a win, okay? We go into, we go into the game this week. We get a win. Washington loses. What purpose does it serve going forward? I mean, in all honesty, how many games are we going to win this year? I know fans want to see victories. They want to see a winning season. But this team is going nowhere. Even if we win four or five games, we're going nowhere. We're hurting ourselves. Uh, we're dropping in the draft. We've got an opportunity to have you know a top top pick this year. The very maybe the first pick in the draft. And if they lose. They go out and they lose this ball game and they're productive in the game. I'm fine with that. Week in and week out, I want to see improvement from this team. So to answer your question, Mike, that's the way I feel. I just want to see improvement every week. I don't think a win is as important as players developing rookies. Well, that's like, what you want to see. You want to see the players developing, especially the young guys, uh, Deer on the offensive line and, and some of the other young And Williams. And you yeah. want to see Parker have a nice game. And of course, you want to see Rosen against a team that he should do well against. I mean, th this is a defense. I mean, they're not horrible. They actually played New England pretty well for a half the last time yeah, they we'll, played. We'll talk a little more about them in a bit, but right. But the point is, is that you want to see you want to see these guys playing better, developing, and getting better week. You know, from one week to the next. Uh, as far as the W's are concerned, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter whether we win or lose these games. In my in my opinion, you know, we're we're trying to to get to a point, and this is the process. Week to week, this is the process. So win or lose, it doesn't make any difference right now. Jim, how many blue chip players are on our roster? Mm, blue chip? Blue chip. Maybe two. Okay. <laughs> you know. Two. And it's. Uh, <laughs> are you going to win with no, two? No, blue? no. No, exactly. And so you need more. Baker's. Who are the two, Jim? <laughs> Who are the two? Just out of you curiosity. Know, I, I was thinking Xavier and Howard, in the, you know, right off the bat. And then the second. That's the, fine. The second one, I'd have to throw somebody a bone uh, because oh, say Wilkins. Yeah, Wilkins. we could say that Wilkins. Be, that would be the one. You uh, would. Raekwon McMillan is probably one of our better rated defenders at this point, but he's well rated and blue chip e are two exactly, different things. Exactly, but that's what I'm saying. Either way, I'm throwing yeah. somebody a bone with that second second yeah, guy. Absolutely. But getting back to Baker's comments, I got two problems with with his opinion. Number one, I don't like the term real fan. You know, the three of us. Well, I think, I think he said true, true fan. fan to be, true, to be, real, yeah. either way. I mean, yep. the three yep. of us sitting here have been fans for like, you know, 120 years between us. And if yeah, we right. weren't true, real fans, we would have bailed out long ago. So yeah, here we are. And the other thing is, is he's like 22 years old. In his lifetime, the Dolphins have not really been a good team. So That's so right. he doesn't understand right. That's exactly where right. we're coming from as longtime Dolphins fans. You know, we And I don't know that everybody understands. It's not that we want them to lose. Nobody wants your team to lose. That's not what we exactly. want. But it's what ha it's what we know has to yeah. happen for them to be successful going forward. Exactly. That's simple. 
It is that simple. You want to be in the best position at the end of this year. You don't want to have to give up one of your first round picks later in the draft to move up ahead of one of these teams. Exactly. You know, I mean, that's a key to this thing. I mean, if we can keep all three of those picks, that's 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 huge. So important. Just to your point a little bit earlier in regard to two blue chip players. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's guys on this roster that have no business even playing in the NFL right now. And we've got starters that aren't, you know, are going to be here. Maybe, Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. I don't know. But the bottom line is this, is that we have to get much better across the board at every single position. I mean, yeah, you can, haven't the Patriots showed us that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You, you can go position by position on this team and find fault everywhere across the board. So, you know, this team needs a lot and those three draft picks are very important. So you don't want to have to maneuver come draft day. So, you know, with that being said, I mean, it's obvious, you know, obviously we don't want to see these guys lose. I will tell you this, I don't want to see them lose in games like they did in week one. I can tell right. you that much. Right. I mean, you you don't want to see your team getting Get embarrassed, decimated right. and getting embarrassed. What you want to see, and especially this week, because the competition is on a more even level, level so to speak, you know, we're, we're kind of like, we're not steps behind them like we were some of these other teams we've been playing over the last few weeks so come you know coming into this game and like you said we'll talk about it a little bit later but you've got to be competitive in this football game it's that simple you know if if you're not then we've got problems because this is a team we should at least compete against do you guys agree with that i think so you think, think so, huh? I didn't sound too confident, Mike. No, I do. I, I do think they should. I mean, they're at home. That that you know certainly works in their favor, or at least it should. It hasn't so far this season. <laughs> right. But no, I mean that it, it should work in their favor. Right. Uh, they usually play Washington well at home, right? And uh, uh, you know, I think they, they. You know, I'll get into the numbers in a bit, but I think they they are they match up well uh, against them. Mm-hmm. Jimmy feels the same yeah, way. I mean. I started to look at the two rosters because I hadn't paid much attention to Washington. And you spoke about it briefly earlier about we need improvement everywhere. And I was just looking at position groups and we're not, you know, neither team is very good. But Washington (laughs) still is better than we are in in like three quarters of the position groups. So that's why they're a three and a half point favorite in our home uh, because... They've got more skill position players than we do. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So enough of that for right this moment. Uh, <laughs> we're going to give away some tickets to the uh, game uh, this weekend. And uh, uh, Jim, you have the uh, list of, of people who are interested in those tickets. I do have it right here in front of me. And I've gone ahead and used a number generator here, and I pulled up the number two. So who is second on your list? Number two is a gentleman by the name of Dave Aggie. Yeah. Dave Aggie. Dave Aggie. Dave Aggie will be going to the game. All right. And that is awesome. Congratulations. Thanks to who, Mike? Who who uh, donated those Kirk tickets? Kirk Marks was kind enough to donate those Kirk, tickets. Kirk, Kirk, yes. all right. Yes. Gotcha. Awesome. Very kind of him to yes, do Yes, sir. Yes, thank yep. you, Kirk. Well played. <laughs> Lewis, what do, you, what do you know about the Miami-Washington history? Miami-Washington history. Two Super Bowls. Yes. We played them twice in the Super Bowl. We beat them back in the 70s. We lost to them back in the 80s, a game that uh, – Made me cry. Yeah. Don, Don Don McNeil still gives me nightmares at night. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why do you attack? Go ahead, Jim. Riggins is the one that bothers me. So. <laughs> well, it 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 wasn't it you know it wasn't so much Riggins as it was the fact that McNeil decided to hit one of the strongest guys very high. If he would if he would have had better technique on that tackle, we have a good chance of winning that football game. I mean, it was. That game was frustrating because it was very frustrating. There were two plays in that the interception. game. The interception that well, the near interception yeah, by right. Bo Camper right right at the right at the end zone line. 
I mean, if he catches that ball, he walks into the end zone and it changes the whole game. And of course, the Riggins running over McNeil play. I mean, the defensive coordinator called the perfect play call for the defense. McNeil was in the backfield, could have hit him for probably, what, a five, six-yard loss, and instead he goes the distance and and game over. So, and, you know, it was, I mean, we do harp on those two plays in that game, but, uh, you know, our offense was just horrible. I mean, Woodley was struggling the whole game. and Uh, Woodley was what Woodley was. Exactly. Right. We couldn't really get anything. I mean, just the fact that we got there tells you a lot about how Don Shula coached football teams. I mean, we got to the Super Bowl with David Woodley and Jimmy Cephalo being our offensive combination. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to their credit, they did, you know, get an early touchdown first play of the game. Yeah. But, but it yeah. went it it went downhill and from there. And that defense really carried us as well. So it's it's tough to no- it's, sure it it's tough to knock them when we get all the way to that game, but but uh Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, we had Arnsparger back then and uh Yep. I remember yeah, Arnsbarger was great, no question about it. There was another game that we opened up the season early in Marino's career in Washington, and they went in there. And I mean, Washington was a really good team in those in the eighties. I mean, they were rock solid. Uh, and we went into Washington, and we just went up and down the field. He had Clayton for a touchdown. He had Duper early in the game for a touchdown. Marino was on fire. And we went into Washington, first game of the season, and we beat them. I think it was the year after we lost to them in the Super Bowl, wasn't it? Or it was, was it two it years, was later. Two years later. later? It was two years later. And okay. uh, none and, of the NFL was was prepared to deal with Dan Marino. So we we caught yes. a lot of teams off guard that year, those couple of years. Yeah, yeah. that was a bit, right. of, a bit of a step up from David Wood. Just a touch. Yeah, yeah, just a touch, exactly. Um, but – you know, there is history between the two teams. I mean, there's not – we don't play them all that often. What do we play them? Like once every four years, right? Is that how it – It's every three around? years. It's every three years. home and home, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you know, this game here is going to be very, very interesting simply because both teams are struggling. And um, obviously the Redskins fired their, their head coach and, uh, you know – Lord knows what what's going to happen, you know, in regard to that. It can go either way because we've both seen it that way, you know, oh, yeah. where a new head coach brings, you know, a, a little bit of enthusiasm in and then other times it's just uh, disarray. You know, the team's all over the place. They don't know what direction they're going in. So I don't know what we're going to be getting on uh, on Sunday, which Redskin team we're going to get, which direction it's going to go in with that um, head coach change, but you know, the history is interesting, you know, uh, you know, again, every time I think of the Redskins, I always think of that Riggins play. That's the first one that comes to mind, Mike. Yep. Yep. And the hogs. Yep. Yeah. The hogs, you know, they didn't bother me as much, bother me as much. We handled them pretty decently in that game up until that point. I mean, they were doing the best they can. I mean, Bo Camper was undersized for that defensive end and they took it, you know, that position and they took advantage of him in that game. But, but they held up pretty well, Mike, for the most part, you yeah. know, in that game. I mean, I, I really thought they were, uh, they were going to get beat up pretty bad. But, uh, again, the Shuler's credit, he had them prepared. We got a, uh, a kickoff return for a touchdown. You know, we had the early touchdown against him, and, you know, we didn't do much otherwise. But How do you uh, guys think McNeil feels about that bad play? I think it haunts him. I mean, it oh, would yeah, me. Oh, yeah, it's got to. It's you got know? to. I mean, it does me, you know, and I, you know, he was involved in the play. So I think that absolutely it it, it had to hurt him because, uh, you know, anytime you watch highlights from that, and that's basically what he's known exactly. for. I mean, he didn't do much otherwise. So, you know. Oh, he wasn't a bad player. No, he was a fine player, Mike. But, there, you know, Scott Norwood was a very good kicker for Buffalo. Yep. And won a lot of games for them. But, you know, what do people remember? Quite right. You know, exactly. You know, it happens. You know, it happens. Leon Lett was a very good player. But what do they remember him for? (laughs) You know, the two gaffies, one against us on Thanksgiving and the other one in the Super Bowl. So, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it is just how it goes. Yep. Now, this weekend coming up, we've got uh, 10 guys who right now are on the uh, uh, injury report. Uh, they, they all practiced. Uh, they were all limited. Jesse Davis has an elbow issue. 
Albert Wilson has a calf issue. Uh, Jakeem Grant has a hamstring. We know that. That's been bothering him for a couple of weeks now. Cornerback uh, Xavier Howard has a knee. Uh, Chris Lamons has a toe. Uh, Jamal Welts groin. Rashad Jones ankle. Mark Walton has an illness. Trent Harris has a foot problem. Bobby McCain has a hamstring issue and a shoulder issue, uh, but uh, both Wilson and McCain said they uh, should be good to go on Sunday. Uh, so like I said, everybody practiced, so that's that's a good thing. Isn't it great to not have Devontae Parker on that injury list? <laughs> no. I was a quarter a quarter through the season? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Well, you know, Sunday is still not here, so. <laughs> yeah, he could slip in the shower or something. Mike, I'm trying to I'm trying to put things in a positive way, and you well, come back with something know, like that. Know, now, come you know, on, I, I've known Devonte now for what four yeah. years, right? I know anything can happen. <laughs> okay, well, let's hope he's on the field this week because we we want some damage done by those two, him and both Preston Williams, but not a lot of damage. <laughs> no, enough to enough to make us smile a few times over yeah. the course of the game, right? Yeah, maybe Not, maybe have a halftime lead, right? Maybe lose by a couple of points at, in the end, but those guys both put up 150 yeah. yards. I'm okay go. with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah as long as they only drop the touchdown, that that would put us ahead. It's okay. Oh, we don't want drops. We <laughs> no, just want them to no, beat us in drops. the end, right? Yeah. <laughs> These are guys we need going no forward. Question. You remember last week, uh, Jamarcus Webb, uh, he moved from uh, right tackle to left tackle to replace uh, Davis when he got hurt. Right. Well, it's looking like he's going to stay there this week. Is that right? So Davis isn't going to – he's not going to be fit to play. No, I didn't say that. But it it looks like he'll probably uh, be the starter. Or the other side. Okay. Didn't Webb have like like 10 or 11 pressures or something that game? Well, that wasn't last okay, week. Okay, that was the week before. That was, that, yeah, I think so. Well, obviously he's doing something right in practice, right? Again, we go back to trusting the coaches. So if they feel he's he's the best coming into this weekend, then that's what we roll with. Now, Isaiah Prince played pretty well last week, considering. I mean, he was much better than he was in the preseason right. anyway. Uh-huh. He got some work with the scout team and a little bit uh, you know, with the second team during uh, team drills. So they're working him in a little bit as they can. So uh, we may see him before too long. So Davis is in practice right now. Davis is at right tackle is what you're saying. Okay, gotcha. All right. Well, actually, he's worked at both. He's worked at left tackle and right tackle. Right. It looks like uh, they moved Webb from right tackle to left tackle. So we'll see Hmm. if that sticks. Okay. Interesting. Maybe that has something to do with – I'm sorry, Jim. I didn't mean to cut you off, but – Maybe that has something to do with the pass rushers that Washington has. Maybe the Very guy well on one side is better than the other, yeah. you know, by leaps and bounds. But go ahead, Jim. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think uh, right tackle is Davis's best position, so they may want to try to leave him there for a game or two and see what happens. Right. Yeah, right. I'm thinking. Yep. I'm thinking you're probably right. They mm-hmm. probably prefer him there. Yep. Well, that's um, good. And it looks have... like if he's able, Case Keenum's going to be the starter. That's what I've heard today. Yes. Okay. So, which is evidently fine. he's got a little bit of a leg issue, ankle issue, or something, some lower leg issue. And uh, if he if he's healthy, he's going to play. If he's not, then we'll see what happens. Obviously, it would probably be Haskins, but we'll see. Right. Well, actually, Mike, I'm not so sure because I read something in regard to that, and um, the head coach or the interim head coach uh, said something to the effect that he doesn't feel Haskins is ready. So I right. don't think it is going to be him. I think right. it's going to be. Uh, who is it that backs up McCoy? Yeah, Colt is McCoy. It Colt yeah. McCoy? Yes, yes. So I, I think if Keenum can't go, I think it's going to be McCoy. I don't think we're going to see Haskins. You may be yeah. right. Um, that was and, Haskins' issue coming out was that he wasn't going to be ready for a year or two. Right, exactly. And and that's specifically what the interim coach said. I read something about that today. So we'll see what happens. I mean, we want Keenum playing. I mean, and, you know, I'm not trying to be a wise guy, you know, in regard to it, but you know, we want to go against the best quarterback that they have available. I mean, we don't want to win a, a cheesy game, you know, where we win because they have their second or third string quarterback in and he just fails them. You know, you want to go against Keenum. We want our defense playing against their best quarterback. Well, that way we can, you know. 
Well, I got a cheesy stat for you. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. 403 touchdowns have been scored in the NFL this season. Miami has two. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're able to laugh about it, Lou, because that, that's just a backbreaker. That's a backbreaker right there. <laughs> My God, Mike. (laughs) We're back to the negative. (laughs) Well, you know, we have to inform the people. Right, right. Mike, I think that anybody who's watched the games are well aware of how bad we are. I don't think you need to continue to bring it up. Can you make that the last negative in this show? No, no no guarantees there. There's a little more here. Yeah. All right. Why you got more numbers for us? Well, nothing major. I was, you know, I was going to talk about you know total offense. Uh, statistically, we're thirty first. The Redskins are twenty eighth. Okay. Uh, uh, passing offense, we're thirty first. The Redskins are twenty sixth. So I mean, these are both bad. How can teams. we only yep. be thirty first? Well, we, you know, Rosen threw for a little bit of I yardage. Suppose. Rushing offense, we're 32nd. The Redskins are 27th. Scoring offense, we're 32nd. They're 30th. Sacks, we're 26th. They're 23rd. Third down offense, we're 30th. They're 31st. Woo-hoo! Total defense, we're 32nd. They're 28th. Mm. I'm not going to go through the rest of these, but right. you get the idea. But, right. We, we, this is, you know, to my these point earlier. Real, real even teams. Right. They're real close to even. Yes. And the record shows that and your numbers just now. I'm, show that. So I'm still shocked yeah. that we're only 31st when we've only scored two touchdowns in four games. Well, yeah. it's based on yardage. Lord, who is 32nd, Mike? That's the question. Is it Cincinnati? <laughs> it can't be Could, Cincinnati. I don't know. Because they've had some good offensive games. I mean, it's possible, but... Yeah, oh, it could the be Jets, the Jets. Maybe, yeah, uh, yeah the Jets that, is, are, that is who it is, yes. Yes, that's right, the Jets. That's right, yep. Mr. Gase yeah, and his offense. Mr. Gase the and offensive his, guru. <laughs> <laughs> the quarterback, the quarterback whisperer. The, yeah, yeah, right. Everything, oh. right. He's he's going to find himself out of New York very shortly, I believe. Well, uh, if the fans had their way, he'd be leaving tonight. Yes, but um, anyway. So, what else we got, Mike? Well, we you know we can talk a little bit about how these teams do actually match up. Uh, do you have any ideas uh, offensively or defensively where you think we might have an advantage? Where we match up well against them. Okay, so offensively, if you've got Keenum in the game, they've got some decent receivers. They've got a good rookie receiver. Uh, Chris Thompson will drive you crazy out of the backfield. I think he is maybe their best player right now on offense. They have Adrian Peterson. You know what you're getting out of him. But Chris Thompson can give you nightmares because he gets swing passes out of the backfield and he is elusive and he can go to the house from anywhere on the field. Very, very solid player. So I think defensively, Mike, we'll match up pretty well against him. And I don't think we have to do anything special. Uh, Keenum is, you know, he's, he's an average quarterback at best. And, um, overall they probably have a little bit more talent than we do. You know, their offense is compared to our offense, but I think our defense can, you know, can hold their own against them. Um, on the other side of the football, I think their defense is a little bit better unit than what their offense is. Um, the numbers aren't showing that, but I watched them for a half against New England last week. and Their they, corners are pretty yeah. good. Right. They played a very solid half against New England and their downfall was the fact that the offense just couldn't do anything against New England's defense and they just kept giving the ball back to New England's offense. Sounds familiar. You know that's right that's a recipe for a loss so I was a little bit impressed with their defense so I think that you know us our defense matching up against their offense is a little bit more even. Uh, Our offense you know Rosen's got to play. I mean, this isn't a world-beater defense they're going against. I mean, they're okay. Um, the numbers that you threw out just now show that they're not, you know, they're in the, they're in the lower echelon of, uh, you know, the teams in the NFL right now as far as defense goes. So this is a week that both Rosen and the offense, the, the, the running game should do well as well. I think that Drake and, you know, maybe Balazs, Walton, well, whoever their, is their offensive line is on par with ours. And yes. that's a lot of their problem on offense. Exactly. Yeah. But um, 
you know, we, we got to expect Rosen and Drake and some of these guys and Parker and Williams to step up this week, Mike. You know, I mean, we're going to probably go back to mass protection, you know, due to the fact that we are starting Webb at that left tackle position and Davis is coming back from an injury. And those are your, you know, the guys that you expect to start. So, you know, they're going to probably go to mass protection again. And these receivers that we have are going to have to beat these guys downfield. It's that simple. And we're going to have to, you know, get a little bit creative. But, you know, I think we match up well against them. So, Jim, you going to try and run the ball? Uh, you got to try to run the ball. Uh, I'd like to see what Walton can do. Um, you know, we match up very similarly, really. You know, Lou just hit a lot of points on, on specific players and, and the type of play. Their defense struggles to to get off the field, so they break down and it gets ugly in the second half. That's where we're at. You know, they got Josh Norman at the cornerback. You know, we've got Xavier Howard, and we've got two key players back there. But you know, you need more than one or two skill position players out there. So you know, Rosen's going to have to be careful, or he's going to give the ball to the other team. We want Parker and Williams to have good games, but I'm not going to test you know, Norman a whole lot, I'd be going underneath like what we've talked about before is, you know, run with the short passing game and try to get the run game going. And if if you have some success with the run, (laughs) that opens up the passing game. So let's see what Walton can do. And, you know, I'd be I'd be sticking Laird in there and, and seeing what he has to offer. I mean, we've got you got a thing. You got a thing for Larry, well, don't you? Well, this is preseason for me. I want to see what these guys can do in a game. <laughs> um, you know, I want to see these guys on game day. You know, do you think he's better than than Drake? I wouldn't say I think he's better. Uh, Drake is our our best potential home run hitter that we have on the roster on offense, really. But you know, he's coughed the ball up and. You know, that's a negative. So while he's shown some good plays, he's given the ball away. And, and I. Well, the only reason Laird has it is because he hasn't. Well, that's it. fine. I, but like I said, I want to <laughs> see what these guys can do. You know, we've said right along, let's okay. see what they can do. And, uh, you know, we've seen Balage for four games well, I, and, and he couldn't catch a yeah. pass. So let's move on to the next guy. So. I think I'm just saying, I, I, I think I'd rather see Drake than Laird. And that's why I asked you the question. Well, is Laird on the active roster, or is he on the practice? He's on the right roster. Now? He's yeah. on the roster. Okay. He yeah. hasn't been active. No, I don't, I don't think. think he was active. No. Right. So you know, I mean, Walton. Yeah. You know, let's go through the progression here, Jim. You know, let's see what Walton brings to the table because I think he has now surpassed Balage. Yeah, uh, and so we'll too. see going in the, now. We don't know what's going on in practice this week. I mean, Balage may be having a great week of practice, and that could change things, but. If we if we reflect back to the last time we played, to me it seemed like Walton was getting more opportunities behind Drake, who by the way had a really good game. He had a very solid game the last time we played. I thought he played well. Uh, we ran the ball pretty decently, and um, we did. And yeah. Walton, you know, he, he filled he filled in okay. What? What's that? We did. I said it? we did. I don't. Yeah, I thought we did. I thought no, we had. Maybe we did. I don't. I don't seem to remember us being overly efficient on the ground. Well, I mean, we were we were putting a look we were putting some something together in regard to a running game compared to something that was completely non-existent. I mean, what were the numbers um the last time we played in regard to the running game? I know they were better than the first week or two, which were absolutely well, atrocious. Yeah, I, I I do think they were better. I mean, we had I'm a just semblance. Not sure they were Good. Right. We had a semblance. The last two yeah. games that well, we... Well, I do know we we averaged about four yards a carry. I remember us discussing that. Right. So, so I mean, that that's a positive as far yeah. as I'm concerned behind that offensive line, Mike. I mean, any production at all is is a positive, especially after the first couple of weeks. I mean, there, there was... It was just nothing. I mean, the numbers were absolutely ridiculous. Well, we were also behind, I mean, so you know, we kind of we came. Yes, you yes, know, that right. first game against Baltimore. I mean, they took the top off of us in like the first four minutes. So after that, our yes. game plan was out the window. Yeah, the run yeah. game's over. Uh-huh. Right, and and I mean, in the, in in most of the games in the second half, obviously we had to ditch the running game. I mean, that's been, you know, that's been the pattern in in pretty much every game we've played this year. But 
My point is, is that over the last couple of weeks, the last few games, the running game has shown a little something. So anyway, you're saying you're saying run the ball. Regardless, I'm not saying run the ball, Mike. Oh, okay. I'm, say, I'm saying there has to be a balance. This is a team that we should be able to do, you know, do decently against as far as running the ball. I mean, their defensive line, I don't know of any of their players across their defensive line. I, I honestly don't. I mean, looking at their names, Jonathan Allen and, and Darren Payne, I don't know this team. I mean, I don't follow the NF, NFC that, that yeah, well. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't see much. Washington We, we don't often. see them. I mean, I know Ryan Kerrigan's on their roster. I mean, he's a decent football player if he's not hurt right now. But the bottom line is is that, you know, they should be able to put some drives together this week. And, you know, it falls on Rosen. I mean, Rosen's got to have a decent game this week. He's got to step up. There's no question about it. He's got to run the team. He's got to get the ball in the guy's hands and, you know, not make mistakes. Because I think this game, that's what it's going to boil down to. I honestly feel that it's going to be turnovers that are going to decide this game because they are evenly matched. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, you know, you know it's, it's a matter of which quarterback makes the mistakes or which, you know, who turns the ball over as far as fumbling. Jim, what Yeah, that say? was my biggest thing in my notes for this matchup is the turnovers. You know, if we put the ball on the ground and at the goal line again, you know that's giving points away. Uh, if if Rosen, you know, throws interceptions, uh, you know that's that's a bad thing, and it's, you know, it breaks down to the individual execution again. You know, wh- whoever makes the plays is going to win. Uh, you know, we got two teams that aren't very good. They haven't been very successful. So is Washington going to come out with a chip on their shoulder because they've got a new coach and, you know, turnover and and upheaval? Or are they going to lay down and, you know, basically let us have our will? So this game could be a lot of broken plays, could be a high scorer if the defense doesn't show, or it could be, you know, seven to three. So I I have no idea how this game's going to go. Hey, guys, I wanted to break in here real quick just to ask a favor of you. The app that you're listening on, uh, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit like, leave a, a comment on your thoughts of the show. And uh, if you didn't know, we do, we do run a Facebook group. Uh, it's Miami Dolphins number one. That's hashtag one. We talk uh, Dolphins football 24-7, 365. We'd love to have you join us and share your thoughts. And uh, once again, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, let's make it a habit. We'll see you next week. Well, you know, sometimes when those coaching changes are made in season, it tends to energize the team. We saw that with Dan yep. Campbell, and we saw that with uh, Jim yep. Bates. Right. You right. know, it happens. So they'll have to guard against that as well. Yep. Right. And, that yeah, that we talked about that a little bit earlier in regard to that. You just don't know what direction. Because we've seen it go both exactly. ways. I mean, there's, there's years where they bring in an interim head coach and – you know the team just is like you know what we're you know yeah we're done yep. we're done yep. that's we're, it you we know, forget our bags we, we packed our bags okay they fired the head coach now it's you know it's just on we're playing you know we're just going through the motion type of thing but um listen this game is important in in so many ways i mean you look at the records and it, it's just so important uh the interesting thing is that um you know, we play Washington, we play Cincinnati, another team that hasn't won a football game yet. And we play the Jets twice who haven't won a football game yet. So this game and then going forward through the rest of our season, we're going to have a lot to say in our own, you know, the the ending to all of this, you know, um, where we wind up in regard to this draft, because we have, we're playing teams that we're going to yeah. be competing against for that first pick in the draft. And so do the Jets. The Jets play both Washington and Cincinnati. Yeah. So it, it's going to come down to, you know, all of that. And when it's all said and done, you know, getting back to your point earlier, Mike, in regard to the uh, Baker comment, when it's all said and done, I mean, is is two or, two or three wins against these horrible teams going to make a difference in regard to – you know, how we look at this team as a whole in the end. And the answer is no, it's look, not. If I was going to the stadium, I'd cheer my oh, ass yeah. off. Okay. There's no question about it. I'm going to on That's Sunday. That's an entirely Absolutely. different thing. Right. If I was going to the ball game, I would be cheering, you know, every score and every first down and everything else. But I'm sitting at home and I don't want them to win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> I just don't. Well, I and, mean, and you know, I don't want them to play poorly. I, I want them to play well, but I yes. don't want them to win. I want them to develop the youngsters. I want them to gain confidence individually. And, and before you know it, we'll have a team. Right. I mean, but if you go to the game, Mike, you're caught up in the moment. That's you're, what I'm saying. You're caught yes, up in the absolutely. situation. So, of course, you're cheering and you're fired up. But, but in the back of your head, you're thinking, Doggone it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't really want this team to win and get me. I mean, it's meaningless wins. They they truly are meaningless. You want to see, like you just said, you want to see the team improve week to week. You want to see them go out there and be competitive against the team that they should be. And that's the bottom line. Right. Yeah. You know, that's it. So let's do some predictions, guys. Okay. We've stayed away from them for a few weeks for obvious reasons, but I think uh, with this game, it's probably appropriate. Okay. So, uh, Jim? I'm going to say it's 28 to 24. Yeah, I like that. I, I, I'm pretty close. I think it's going to be a little bit less, like 24-20, 24-21. And I think Washington will edge us out. They're going to make a few more plays than we do. And that's going to be the difference in the game. That spread, by the way, that three and a half spread, I think, is right where it should be. Yeah, you know, it usually I, is. I, I mean, it's, it's a pretty good number. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if we win this game, 24-21 or 28-24. If we play well on the offensive side of the football, then there's a good chance we're going to win this football game. If we have a, you know, a, just an average game or if we play the way we have been playing offensively, then you know, the outcome's going to be pretty much the same. We're going to be in the loss column. But if the offense goes out and plays well, and we we put some drives together, and we finish drives with receivers catching touchdown passes in the end zone instead of dropping them, <laughs> then uh, or you know or running backs fumbling as we're going into the end zone, then then I think we have a very good chance of winning this game. So it know. sounds to me like you're saying if we score more points than they do, we'll win. So well, what I'm saying is, Mike, if we don't make the mistakes that we have made in the red zone. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying because if you look back at the the first half, you know, the first quarter of this season, there's been drop passes in the end zone. Absolutely. There's been horrible passes by Rosen around in the fumbles red zone. By yep. running backs. There's been fumbles by running backs and there's been a few play calls that are a little bit questionable oh, no as question well. No question about it. So you you combine all that together and you have your point totals at the end of the game. So um you know that that's that's where I'm looking at it. You know, I'm looking at it, and you know, from that point I of got, view, I got so. two things. Number one, Mike hasn't given us his picks yet. Yeah, well, I, I know that. that. I'm and number two, I said twenty-eight, twenty-four, but I didn't say who I was picking. <laughs> and I know that too. I was asking. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. I don't want them to do it, but I think the Dolphins may pull this game out, and I'm gonna pick. Oh, you're nope, just sucking up no, all those uh, no, dolphin I am not, out there. because I really don't want them to win this game. This is probably the worst possible game to win because this the Redskins are probably the team that we're going to be competing against for that number one pick. So right. them in I Cincinnati, don't want them, I but think. when you look at the last two games we've played, even the last three, we have... We scored two touchdowns out of 400 I understand that. But they had the opportunity to have the lead more than one time, and they botched it. They were very close, and they didn't get it done. Uh-huh. So right. they have the – if they play the same against a lesser team, they should be able to make enough plays to get ahead and then gain some confidence and – that may translate into better play in the second half. And if they have a better game in the second half, you know, they could pull out a victory. So that's the way I look at it. I don't want it to happen, but this is the Dolphins and, you know, the the, the right thing to do isn't what they normally do. Mike? Yes. You're looking for my prediction, I suppose. That's a little drum roll for you. Well, I do think that uh, Josh Rosen is going to come out. He's going to play a respectable game. Okay. He'll probably throw for a couple of touchdowns, uh, maybe both to Williams. From there, I think the defense probably gives up 20 points, and I'm thinking it's uh, 20 to 14 Washington. Okay, so we're putting 14 points on the board total. Yep. All right, I got you. Um, Speaking of Rosen, Mike. Yes. um, 
you you expect him to have a decent game. Now let's say he doesn't right have a decent game. Now our head coach has named him the starting the quarterback uh-huh. for the rest of this season. All right. So and I'm asking you both of you guys this question. How how long do we give Rosen in regard to it, knowing now, okay, that he's going to be starting for the rest of the season, bearing injury, of course. Uh, how long do we give him? I mean, do or do we go beyond this season? If we, it really depends on what's going on. What's going on the rest of this season? In other words, let's say we do win a couple of games we don't expect to win, and uh, we're not in position to grab a quarterback that we might like to grab. Then you might be more inclined to give him more time. Not only to prove himself, but to buy you time to get a QB maybe the following draft. Right. So you're you're think in your opinion, you're thinking that depending on what happens, that we should regardless of what he does the rest of the season in regard to his quarterback play, that we should give him beyond that, possibly. D- depending on well, the circumstances. I, 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 depending on the circumstances, yes. If if he doesn't, if he doesn't move forward. The rest of this year, Mike. Then you're giving away draft exactly. picks. Okay, Jim. I didn't like Rosen coming out of out of college. He wasn't high on my list. I wasn't in love with the trade initially because I was. You no, I, I just never cared for Rosen. But when I, I saw what we what we actually got for him, and we got a second, you know, we gave up a second rounder, but we got one back. I'm like, well, hey, that's like a free test drive. So. You know, I think there was good value in it, and I think that's how the team is looking at it. And we haven't seen that it factor from Rosen at this point. Uh, you know, he still struggles to read defenses, and he he will throw that knucklehead pass now and then. It looks awful. He hasn't thrown no, many, not since his, not since the first t- couple times he came in, you know, in right. in uh, relief of Fitzpatrick. Um, but, and I believe he's progressing. But I, I don't think that the Dolphins are really feel under pressure to make a decision one way or the other. I think they're going to see how things go and look at you know games, you know. 14 through 16 and or 12 through 16 the end of the season and then make up their mind better at that time because they've got a lot of options with all the draft picks they have if they feel comfortable with a certain quarterback in this year's draft well then they've got options they can trade a pick to get that guy if they don't want to do that well, they can wait till next year and see what happens. Well, like like you said, they've right. got they've got a lot of options at this point, and uh, you know, there's no downside to that. They can go whatever direction they want. You know, normally you have one first round draft pick. So if they want to trade the house and trade a first round and a second round for a, you know the number one overall pick, well, if if they feel he's the guy, then do it. And we still got another first round pick to use. So. You know, I like our options, and I like the the potential that's upcoming in this draft. And uh, you know, you all want to win games, but I don't think winning four games is going to be do us any good moving forward. Well, my thoughts on him: if we don't see him progressing, and we see much of what we have seen so far, the inconsistencies as the season progresses, because we talked about this in the last podcast that he's starting a little bit earlier than what we've, we we all expected right. him to start. Yeah, right. So he has a few more games under his belt. And, of course, he had last season under his belt. Um, as far as I'm concerned, if he doesn't show improvement as this season progresses, because I honestly believe in our coaching staff and that they are putting him in a position – the best position, I should say, to succeed with what they have to work with. And he doesn't progress under those circumstances. And what I mean by that is putting mass you know, protection in, which is what they did, You're giving him an opportunity to get rid of the football. And, you know, me and Mike talked about this until we're blue in the face, where it's, it's his 
downfall. It's his mistakes. It's him not throwing the ball well. Not, this has nothing to do with the offensive or no, line Or play. knowing when to throw it, it yeah, or know it right. This isn't about the receivers. This isn't about the offensive line. This isn't about anybody but him. If we don't see him progress as this season progresses, then as far as I'm concerned, 110% move on from him, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I think that the coaching staff, uh, Jim, I I didn't really agree with you in the fact that you don't think that there's any urgency. I think there truly is, to be honest with you, because this is – the, the most important position on your team. And maybe I misunderstood what you were saying, but I feel that the coaching staff and this organization as a whole is, is, in a ton, is under a ton of pressure in regard to a decision on what they're going to do at the quarterback position. So this is that these games, this one starting from now and going forward, are vital to the organization, vital to Josh Rosen, and vital to everybody involved, you know, in my opinion. He's got to start playing a better brand of football than what we've seen so far of him. And if we don't, then he's not going to be here. It's just that he may be here, but not as a starter. What difference does it make if if he gets better or he doesn't get better to me? You're probably going to take a quarterback irregardless. So if he looks better and he progresses... Do you abandon the the opportunity to get your 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 go to quarterback and see what he can do? Well, that's that's what I meant by not urgent. You know, uh, regardless right. if, of how he does, I believe they're going to get a quarterback either way. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm in agreement on that. But if he doesn't get to a level, okay, to where he is improving as the course of this season progresses, then that's going to be their number one concern. That's going to be their first pick in next year's draft, and they're going to try and get the best quarterback available, hands down. Now, if he goes out and he plays extremely well over these next 12 games, then you, then you've got some decisions to be made, don't you? I mean, you know, you you this team is in need at so many other positions that if you're comfortable with this guy at that point, then maybe you go a different round. And yes, maybe you do draft another quarterback, but maybe he's later in the first round. Maybe he's not a Tua, or maybe he's not the guy that's going to be the well, first. Well, if, if Rosen has done that well, theoretically, you've won a couple of games in the process. So that sort of takes care of itself. It, it doesn't. It doesn't, Mike, because again, we have three number one draft picks. So that, No, no, no. I'm saying you, you won't take him with your first pick because your first pick will be later. Right. But what I'm saying is, is that we have the ability to move up in that circumstance. Even if we're fourth, you know, Cincinnati may come at us or Washington may come at us and say, listen, we can switch with you. You give us that that late round pick that you got from the Saints. My point is this, is that, you know, he has to it's, it's vital as to how he plays over these next 12 games. They did invest a number two. You know, they they did do well, Jim, to your point. But the point is, is that he's here for a reason. And if he wasn't here for a reason, then they would have just had Fitzpatrick quarterbacking through this season and been done with it. So he's here, and a decision has to be made on him. And, you know, he's he's got to show us something, you know, over these next 12 weeks. Otherwise... Look, the lights are on him. The lights are on him. He he's given him he's given him the uh the stage. The stage and um he basically gave him the job for the rest of the year. Now, I'm not in a hundred percent agreement on that because that could work either way. You know, Mike, me and you talked about this earlier in regard to sometimes when you don't have somebody breathing down your neck. It's a positive thing, and sometimes it's a negative thing. Sometimes guys need to be pushed because they know that there's a guy that's capable right behind them. So I don't know if it was the right thing to do or not, but as the season progresses, I guess we're going to find that out. I think Flores is trying to build confidence, and yes, you know, you've got a young, you've Good got point. a young guy that was that got damaged in Arizona. I'm not making excuses for him at all because he still misses passes when he's not pressured and you know he is under the spotlight and he's been given a good opportunity to shine and he it's up to him to seize that opportunity 
And I think Flores, you know, you're watching this guy in preseason. You're watching him in practice. You plugged him in late in games early that were blowouts. um, And you're trying to build confidence because his confidence was, you know, beaten down in Arizona. And then your team that just drafted you in the first round drafts another quarterback. So, you know, that's got to hurt you as an individual. So, you know, I think Flores is just like, well, you know, he's shown shown me enough. Let's anoint him the quarterback and and hope that boosts his confidence a little bit. Right. Could be. Could Sounds be. Sounds good, right? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think what happened in Arizona would have hurt his confidence exactly. And the reason I say that is because a new staff came in. And they didn't give him an opportunity. They had their minds made up. They were going after who they went after, you know, uh, Kyler Murray. And uh, that's that. So that really had little to do with Josh and more to do with who they wanted. You know, now when, when he got here, uh, you know, Fitz won the job, so to speak, in, in training camp. And maybe that, you know, maybe he felt like that job should have been his uh, because of the way he performed in preseason. And maybe he had some questions then. But uh, I, I think the way things have turned out, I, I don't see him as a guy that's not confident. If anything, sometimes he might be too confident. I, I, I tend to agree with you. Uh, he's been quarterbacking his whole life. You know, the fact that he's a professional and where he's at right now, you have to step up to the plate. When you're given this opportunity, you've got to produce. Yep. It's just that simple. And, you know, I don't. I don't want to hear any of the excuses, you know, just like you said, Jim, you know, in regard to anything. He's got to start making plays and he's got to do it over these next 12 games. And if he doesn't, then, you know, he he seals his own fate. It's as simple as that. I don't think he goes beyond this year. I really don't, Mike. Um, You know, I feel that this is it. This is where he's got to produce regardless of the circumstances. And if he doesn't, then, you know, they're they're going full throttle, plain and simple after a top notch. That's that's more or less common sense, right? right? I mean, if he stinks, they have to do something else. So I agree with you. Right. But, you know, when you listen to people and you listen to, you know, the fact that they – they're talking about, well, the offensive line, the guys are dropping passes. Look at the pass he threw to Devontae Park. No, you've got to look at it as a whole, and you've got to basically evaluate this guy on, on the course of the game. And, I mean, some of these games, like one of you guys mentioned, were blowouts. Yeah. That's not an excuse for not no. moving the you know, ball they, at the end of the game. Right. If, it, if anything, it should, it should be, be if easier anything, because it's garbage right. time. It should have been more right. touchdowns you, in garbage right. time. Yeah, and that was my biggest issue is like, what the frig? There isn't a touchdown by accident here somewhere? Uh, exactly. That, that was, I mean, the defense. That was mind-boggling. Yeah. So, guys, we're, we're rehashing old stuff here. Exactly. So – Let's let's see what happens going forward. This guy's got to play though. That's the bottom line. He's got to start this week against a little bit, you know, one of the worser teams we're going to play this year. So yep. we'll see how it all unfolds. All right. So that's that's going to be our show for this evening, guys. Thanks for joining me, and everybody, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week. Fins, Fins up, up, everybody. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 